Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Christoph Dulis of YWAM in Kona, Hawaii, joins us again today to tell us about a trip that he made last week. He went to Minneapolis to preach at the corner where George Floyd was taken into police custody and had a police officer kneel on his neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, which eventually led to his death. Although this was an epicenter of painted darkness, they're now using the street corner as a place to share a message of hope. Today, he'll share what that experience was like and how this movement continues to change lives around the world. Christoph Ulis is our guest again today. He is with YWAM in Kona, Hawaii. He serves there as a leader in a ministry called Messengers. And just a week ago, he had the opportunity to spend a few days in Minneapolis at the intersection where George Floyd was taken into police custody and died after a police officer knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes. Is there hope for North America to heal the racial tensions that we've had for so long? Well, here's the thing. I think if us as believers begin to take our our responsibility seriously, um, to to actually begin to number one to just repent, like Nehemiah one six, Nehemiah said, "Forgive me, um, Lord, for my fathers and I have sinned." Even though Nehemiah never lived in Jerusalem, right? So he took that, and there's a there's a powerful place of, you know, healing um, through repentance and through taking ownership there, number one, um, you know, and learning, continuing to learn. No one can say, you know, like, I I understand what you're going through as a a person of color, but you can start to learn and you can start the journey of learning. And then then I think number three is now taking that responsibility of sharing the gospel, right? It's like the Lord's Prayer, um, you know, for... Forgive my sins as I forgive those who sin against me. Deliver us from evil. So when we're, we know, we as believers, you, you know what it's like to be forgiven. You know what it's like, hopefully at some area of your life, to be delivered from the bondage or the slavery that you were in to sin. So all you have to do is begin to share that story. Share your little testimony with somebody else. You don't have to have a big ministry. Whatever your gift is, whatever your role is in your job, the people around you, start to share your story of freedom. And then other people will get set free because, Mike, this moment in time is a wake-up call for us in North America showing us that how bankrupt we are morally outside of God. And the church has to rise up and to take her place. I love through such an emotionally, like I'm assuming it's emotionally draining time, but I just hear like the passion and joy coming through in your voice at the same time that there's <laughs> plenty of good that can come out of all of this right now. Amen. This is what Jesus does. You know, he takes our, our brokenness. He takes our pain. He takes our sin and he flips it around. That's what he did on the cross, and that's what I believe he can do even now at this time in history. If the church is willing to rise up and take her place. You see what was so provoking about George Floyd's death is the inaction of the other officers even standing around. You could have one evil person. You could have one bad actor, right? One crazy shooter go into a crowd. One crazy person do something you know, just blatantly evil. But what was so chilling about it 
was all the other people that stood and watched for eight minutes and 40-some seconds. The in the inaction, brother. And this is what we are in a battle against as believers is the passivity, the inaction to remain silent when we know we have the only answer. How long did you spend there then uh, in Minneapolis? How long were you there for? Yeah, so I went down, I personally, uh, gosh, I think I went down on a Friday and came back on Tuesday. So it was uh, a faith journey. So as you're on the plane uh, on Tuesday night and you're heading back to Hawaii, what's going through your mind? What were you processing about everything you experienced? Oh, that's a great question. You see, what was stirring in my heart is that this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of the healing process. Because as we know already with the gospel, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's revival unto reformation. And so already with Alfonso and a lot of the other OGs from the neighborhood, we've been already processing about what I said to Alfonso. Okay, what's your vision for a long-term solution and transformation in your neighborhood? Because, you know, he's a business owner. He's, he's a CEO, but there's just so much obstacles, you know, in front of them and all around them. So we say, okay, how do we now mobilize around, you know, your vision to start to really bring mentorship programs into the neighborhood that could then be multiplied out, number one. Number two is even multiplying out these initial response teams. So from riots to revival, you know, so already now I'm on the plane and I'm messaging people, um, okay, in our team, where is the next city that the Lord has us, has us go to, to respond to the crisis, to empower the local church, to bring hope and healing and shift the narrative away from the hatred. So we're already now on the plane ride home, planning for the next, the next point of pain to come and minister in. I think for a lot of people, and I, you know, especially maybe a lot of us white Christians, right? We don't understand yeah. the rioting. A lot of people look and and they're like, "Oh, well, that's not right, <laughs> right?" But it's coming from a place of deep, deep pain, is what I'm picking up on. Deep pain. Yeah, I would encourage you because I think again, another one of our our responsibilities as believers is to weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn, right? It's that, it's that Corinthians piece of when one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. And so what I would encourage, um, just as a place of learning, um, I've never actually read these resources because I, you know, obviously I'm a person of color, but um, my uncle, Jude Ulysse, who is, uh, actually has his PhD in um, these matters from University of Toronto, has recommended some resources to me um, to help people, uh, white people you know, right brothers and sisters who are trying to process this. And so um, White Fragility is a good resource to check out. It's a book. You can check that out, White Fragility. I believe it's Franz Fanon. And then there's another uh, video you can watch. I believe it's on YouTube called White Like Me. And if you check out those resources, it will really help to understand. Like I said, you can never understand what it's like. Um, to be, you know, a, a victim of oppression and racism, but you can start the learning process. And I think those are great places to start. Yeah, I had kind of an 
aha moment personally last week and just reading in Romans 8 where Paul promises that even when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit prays on our behalf, right? And I was yeah. like, I don't know what to pray about all of this, God. I, obviously, I pray that it ends, but like, I don't, I don't know what's the answer. And as I was just like, well, Spirit, just pray, Holy Spirit, pray, right? And then I realized, mm-hmm. oh, what I can do too is I can listen to the Spirit as the Spirit prays on my behalf, and I can listen yeah. to my black Christian brothers and sisters and listen to their voices and what they're telling me. And I think that was the big, I never th- would have thought, right? Just listen. And, that, and that's what you're doing right now. So yeah. much love and much respect to you, brother. And that, sorry, that book, White Fragility, is actually by Robin D'Angelo, I believe. So. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. And we'll put yeah. that on the list for people to check out. Uh, so yeah, you're like from riots to revival. I love that. You and your team, yeah. you're thinking about the next cities you can go to. Um, yeah. Like we talked about, um, especially uh, white Christians, we can start listening and stuff. What are the next steps, though, besides that? Maybe as like the church in Canada, uh, yeah. what could we be doing? Yeah. Well, the other thing, the other thing I would recommend for, because you know I'm I'm Canadian, and uh, I'm so proud of that fact. Um, you know, I think that there's so such a blessing that we have as as this mosaic, and especially growing up in Brantford, right? So that's the Toronto area. We were always taught to celebrate our ethnic diversity, but I think one of the challenges is that we forget that we have our own skeletons in the closet. That's a that's a ticking time bomb waiting to go off with um, with with the repentance and reconciliation journey with our uh, our native brothers and sisters and so there's a powerful resource that has really helped guide me in this whole conversation of understanding race from a kingdom perspective uh, by Richard twist called one church many tribes a Canadian yeah Canadian great thinker great theologian one church many tribes really great book. So I think from our place in, you know, in Canada where we'll say, well, you know, we don't really have the African-American uh, plight and, you know, uh, police brutality like down south and we're so glad we're not American. No, we can't. We have to take a good hard look in the mirror, you know, at our situation and the, um, the mass graves that have been found of children's bones and residential schools and, you know, the continued um, marginalization of Native Americans. So I think of us as the church in Canada, again, start the learning process. Um, once you start that learning process, and like you said, there is so much power in prayer. As you begin to pray and listen and ask God, what is your, what is, you know, your place or what, how do you respond? The, the Lord will give you um, direction. And thirdly, um, is just those simple steps of getting involved in in the Great Commission. So whatever your job is, whatever your gifting is in the body of Christ, you have a voice. So begin to share, begin to get involved somehow, somewhere in the Great Commission, right? We're talking about George Floyd and his ministry as a person of peace, but he also gave out Bibles. You know how simple it is? And I was just on the phone for uh, the last half hour plus with Lauren Cunningham, who's one of the, um, you know, uh, most traveled men in history, um, you know, leading missionaries, one of the most leading missionaries in all of history. Um, And we were talking about this concept of the power of Bible distribution um, to bring reformation. He has a, he has a book 
called The Book That Transforms Nations, where he's documented historically in different, uh, you know, in nations' history, how when they got the Bible, how it started to bring reform in, in, in society. And so, because it's really the blueprint, right, for how we should function. And so, uh, George Floyd, it's no coincidence, George Floyd's, uh, one of his ministries was handing out Bibles. And how easy is that? How easy is that to go to your core worker and say, hey, can I share with you the Bible app? You, have, you know, and just airdrop them the Bible app right on their phone. Show them how it can read. The Bible will even read to them audibly so they can listen to it while they're driving or commuting or exercising or whatever. Um, there's so many ways that we can begin to share the Bible just like George Floyd and get active in the Great Commission. What if uh, we want to come to Hawaii and join YWAM, Christoph? Tell us how we wow. can get connected with you. Wow. Well, so you can check us out uh, at YWAM Kona. You can Google us. Um, and we have tons of uh, entry-level programs for people to get involved. There's a three-month lecture phase where, you, like I said, we have some of the best speakers from around the world that come and, uh, and share, and you just go, go deep, growing in your own character and relationship with the Lord. And then for the next two and a half months, you pray, ask the Lord what nation you should go to, and we send you out with teams and resources to go and help advance the kingdom and, uh, through the Great Commission. Thank you so much for making time for us over the past two days to have this important conversation. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversations again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.